Let's stand. Sister Kohler, we ask a blessing on our service tonight, please. Lord, once again, we count it a privilege to be in your house, knowing you are here and all of the folk who have come to hear from you. We pray for the, uh, the service this evening. We pray for the music that's been uh, played, the music that will be sung. We pray for the message that will be brought. Might we have open ears and certainly open hearts to however you would have us to do in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. May be seated. All right. If you're interested in going along uh, down to the uh, Sportsman Show, make sure you sign up tonight so we can get that uh, we can get that finalized uh, out there. So the board's on the the sign up sheet is on the board. Looks like Tuesday was the better day so far. But if you're interested in going along with us as a group, um, make sure you sign sign up tonight. All right. All right. Anyone have a testimony before we start to sing? I do. I was wonderful. Been thinking this morning how wonderful God has blessed our family with all the things that are going on, how God has sent in so many blessings, yes. so many different uh, people showing Christian love. It's just been a blessing to my heart, to Doris's heart, of how, how wonderful the family of God is. We have no complaints. God is a merciful, wonderful God. We love Him and thank Him. Okay. For other fellow Christians, we love Him tonight and then. Amen. And as you were testifying, I was thinking of how your family and your wife's family, the part they played in my life growing up. And I appreciate that so much. Anyone else? Anyone else with praise tonight? I appreciated that message this morning on holiness, who we are, where we came from. I, I think it's important that we know, we know what we believe, what we stand for. Uh, seems like there's so many people today, they don't stand for much of anything. But I'm glad that we can take a stand. And as I was thinking about that message this afternoon, I thought of this song. Number 302 in our chorus books. 302 in our chorus books. Thank God for the cleansing blood tonight. Amen. From the
Amen. Second verse says, millions have washed away their sin and millions more may freely enter in. And if we change that to billions or if it could be trillions or more, the blood would still be as effective no matter what. You know how things, you know when you start watering things down, you know, they just don't taste right. But when it's something's good and strong, it tastes good. Well, the blood is still strong and it's still flowing uh, for anyone tonight that would enter in. All right, any other praises tonight? I will accept choruses too. <laughs> or hymns. Now, while you're thinking, let's turn to 28 in the chorus book. 28. This little chorus we used to sing when I was in children's meeting. We used to sing this all the time. And uh, when, uh, when Brother and Sister Wambach, who was our pastor at the time, I was actually getting into my teenage years when they came to the church, but when they came to the church, they bought a new organ. And this, this organ, <laughs> this organ had a button on there. And it was a fire siren, okay? And so every time we would sing this song, Sister Wambach used to hit that fire siren button. And you know, the day came when I played that organ. And I had the privilege of hitting that fire siren button. Oh, the kids used to light up. And boy, would they sing this song. I like it. It's a good old song. Fire, fire is my cry. Let's sing it together. Fire, fire is my cry, and it shall be delight. I, I can feel the fire burning in my soul. Since the old man is dead, now the fire is sure to spread. I can feel the fire burning in my soul. In my I've heard some people 
refer to that fire burning in soul as holy heartburn. <laughs> I've heard people refer to that in their testimonies of their holy heartburn. Well, uh, uh, the heartburn, the holy heartburn, uh, goes back to Bible times. If you remember when Jesus came back from the dead and uh, he met those on the road to Emmaus. And the Bible says how their hearts burned within them. So that must have been some kind of holy heartburn already way back then. All right, anybody with a praise tonight? 104 in the chorus book. All right, anyone want to testify before we get there? No-so salvation up here, but it can be a no-so right. experience mm -hmm. down here. Uh, I was thinking when we were gone here the last couple weeks, and, uh, we'd get tired, or we'd get tired anyhow, my wife and I cooking and then trying to get to every service. I missed one service uh, at night, but uh, I just thought it's just refreshing to go and hear Brother Cassidy preach, Brother Fulton preach, and mm -hmm. deal with truths that are very pertinent to our day, right. and it's just refreshing to know that Everything's all right. Yes. And to know that you're still saved, you're sanctified, holy, you're walking on all the light. There's no kickback, no fuss, no fight. And uh, you just don't dread it. You just enjoy it. And it's just a wonderful way to live. And I'm, just, I'm thankful for the fact that he saved me yes. over 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wonderful? That's over 40 years ago, he saved me. And just a short time later, sanctified me holy. And I just love this way. I just love this way. Good, good, good. I like up-to-date testimonies. I love hearing about how the churches got started, and I enjoy the history. But, boy, I like it when we hear reports from youth convention and from camp meeting. You know, that, that's today. We're living in a good day, regardless of what's going on around about us. We're living in a good day. All right, let's sing 104. I owe it all to thee.
values were twisted. Things of the world were interesting to me. I enjoyed the things of the world until the master found me. Amen. I was lost and undone, but I'm so glad he cleansed me. Amen. Set me free from the worldly things, gave me victory within, enjoy the peace and the comfort of knowing yeah. him, and this is the way walk in. It's such a blessing to me this evening on. I love you. Amen. Amen. with somebody this week about where I could be if it wasn't for God's grace um, and the difference he made in my life and in my heart and I just want to thank him um, for the work he's done in my heart and for how he continues to do a work in my heart um, and just for his faithfulness, for his faithfulness to our kids and our family and just how he's been working and answering prayer and I just want to thank him for saving me, for sanctifying me and for just walking with me and guiding me daily and I just love him too. I think it was the songwriter that said, if you could see where Jesus brought me from and where I am today, then you would know the reason why I love him so. Take this world. Give me Jesus. Amen. All right. Someone else. I'm enjoying the testimonies. 105. All right. I searched for him. Along the pathway of birth despair, all broken hearted, bowed down with care. I met the master, and I 
After that song, there ought to be a few of you up ready to testify. As we said in the other song, um, I owe it all to him. He has changed my life so much, and I think about um, why. You know what I mean? When we look at our own lives, we think, why? But I'm so thankful for God, and that he came for all of us and died for us. And I was thinking about that message this morning. I am so very thankful that I know that God expects a holy life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad even beyond that, that it's possible that we can live a life yes. that is pleasing to God, and I've just, I've just been really grateful for that today, to know that he can save us and keep us free from sin and live above it, and I just, I'm so thankful for Jesus tonight, I'm glad he saves and sanctifies, and while we're gone, there's been some people that I've been praying for, and God is just moving, I just, one day I went into Brian, and I said, Brian, listen to what happened, and I said, that's only the Holy Spirit that did that, and I'm just glad that God is answering prayer today. He answered a huge prayer yesterday, and I just praise God. He is on the throne, and I love Amen. him with my whole heart. I just want to be open to whatever he has for me. I love Amen. him. Amen. Good. One hundred twenty. I'm a new creation. I'm a new
And I told her, I said, you know, God can heal you. Yes. And, and it would be a miracle. Because with the one lung with um, the cancer, the other lung with pneumonia. But I said, God could heal you, Suzanne. Yeah. Yes. And, and, uh, and we're praying for you. Yes. And I'm so thankful to be saved and to be a witness to my family. Amen. Amen. I was thinking, brothers, a fellow I mentioned a few weeks back that we worked with another landscaper, and uh, we had a good relationship together. Uh, but we talked about the Bible, and uh, he's a little skeptical. He had some problems with it. We're going back and forth. But, you know, at the end of the conversation, I said, you know, Travis, I said, you know, when I got saved, when I got saved, you know, I had something come into me, and people could see it, and they could just, they could tell something was different. And after all the arguments, and we weren't, you know, fired up at each other, but we were just going back and forth. But when I said that, you could just see him soften. You could just see him look at me. It's like everything else just kind of bounced off him. But when I gave my personal testimony about what Jesus did for me, I'm not against that. There's a place for that. But when I gave my testimony and I said, Our, my coach could see something different and people could see that, he just kind of got quiet and said, well, it's, that's something, Dave. That's something. So I'm thankful for the blood that gives us a testimony. And I'm thankful that we can overcome. And I thank God we can have a testimony of victory. Thank God for salvation and clean heart. Trying to live for the Lord. Amen. Amen. World can't take it away. <laughs> yes. 92. I claim the blood. I have a
right. Anybody else want to testify? That's all the singing, but we want to give you a chance, uh, an opportunity to testify tonight. Anyone else? Amen. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Amen. Thank the Lord tonight. Thank the Lord for his goodness. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at a holy, sovereign, omnipotent, powerful, beyond our imagination of how big and awesome God is. How how when you read some descriptions of in scripture, Isaiah was was terrified really in the presence of the Lord. How how in that sense how great and awesome he is. And yet that he would love someone like me. And that he would send to his, his son to a cross for someone like me. It, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-boggling. But I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm, I, I, I trust in that, rest in that, find strength and hope in that. I'm thankful for Jesus tonight. I'm thankful for everything that he's done in my life. He's been so good. He is the God. You know, when you have questions in life and you're not sure where to go or who to ask or how to figure out questions, I'm thankful that you can go to Jesus and say, Lord, would you answer this question? Lord, would you give wisdom? And sometimes the answer doesn't come right away, but, but sometimes it takes a period of time and you look back and you realize, Oh, God, look at that. God was working through there, and there he showed an answer. There he gave wisdom. There he gave help to the situation. I'm thankful specifically for that tonight, and I give him praise. I'm thankful for Jesus tonight. As we go to prayer tonight, we want to continue to remember Susan Nyman in our prayers. Now, let's keep her on our hearts, praying for her. Pray that the Lord would touch and be with Susan. Let's pray for her tonight. Ray Stahl in the hospital, continuing to need our prayers. Amanda. Uh, let's be praying for her as well in the hospital, praying that God would touch her and be with her. Um, let's continue to remember Jenna in our prayers tonight, Sister McDonald um, facing heart surgery tomorrow. Let's be remembering um, her this evening. Let's remember Rick, Ricky tonight as he's preaching, I believe, in Chambersburg this evening. The Lord would help him down there. Let's, be, let's pray for him tonight. Continue to pray for the bus ministry. Thank the Lord for the return of the yellow bus. Very happy, very thankful to see that um, back and in working order, and so we're thankful for that tonight. Continue to pray for a van that the Lord would just open up and work all those details out uh, for purchasing a van for the bus ministry. Uh, let's pray for that this evening. You have requests you'd like to mention before we go to prayer tonight. Let's remember Stephen tonight. Remember Tyrese, um, Alex's brother? Yes. He came to a service at youth convention. Eric had an opportunity to talk to him, but God is definitely working. Sure. So we just really need to keep praying for him. Sure. Let's remember Tyrese tonight. My brother-in-law in North Carolina, Chuck, having a heart catheterization tomorrow. We appreciate that. All right. Let's remember, let's remember him tonight. Uh, my wife and Jared are sick, especially my wife. She's had a pretty severe flu since Tuesday. So sure. She didn't go to church this morning, so if you keep her in prayer, that would be great. Sure. Let's remember them tonight. Henry yes. Let's remember Henry and Naomi this evening. Justin and Brooke. Yep, Justin and Brooke as well. Need the Lord's help. Their situation, let's pray for them. All right, unspoken needs signify by an upraised hand. 
Remember those as we go to prayer this evening. As we kneel together tonight, Brother Ed, would you lead us in prayer? Let's all join out together this evening. By way of announcement, just want to mention things happening this week. The, men, the Sportsman Show, of course, is going on uh, in Harrisburg this week, and there's a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board for any men who want to go along on a possible trip down there. Um, so you can look at that tonight. Of course, tonight's the last night to sign up for that, as Brother Spangler was mentioning earlier. Then Penview's Revival also um, happening this week. We will be having Wednesday night service here at the church. 
Um, but if you're over that way or would like to get into the Penview service, we encourage you uh, to attend that uh, in, instead of here if you would prefer that um, on Wednesday night. There are several other announcements. They are in your bulletin. Um, if you don't have one, I think there might be a few out on the desk. You want to make note of all of those. Ushers, if you'll come, we'll wait on you for the evening offering. All right, Brother Cooler, would you help us? Lance, would you help us? Eric, would you ask God's blessing in the offering, please? The Lord, we thank you for the privilege to be in your house tonight. We thank you for your presence is here. We pray that you bless this offering, bless each gift and give it. In my name we pray. Amen. <laughs> tonight. This time we'll have our special number and song. Thank you all for joining in with us. Brother Adrian's coming to lead you all in our special number tonight. Okay. This is your big day. All right. 208. 208 in our hymn book. Thank you, orchestra, for staying up here and helping us out. Appreciate it. Well, that's not the one I had in mind. Oh, let's try 520. <laughs> I even told her that one, okay? Oh, my, oh, my. 520. Sometimes very well-laid plans just don't work out, do they? Okay, 520. Oh, now I see the crimson wave.
thank you for helping us tonight. Amen. Good job, folks. Singing, that was good. Amen. How many of you get bored on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock? Anybody? I don't, I don't think there is a day to get bored, actually. But Well, you don't have to be bored. Maybe you're sitting around Tuesday and you're thinking, now what can we do? You don't want to go to Walmart because that costs money. Uh, you want to do something that uh, is beneficial. So, Tuesday night, turn your radio on. <laughs> At 7 o'clock, turn your radio on and listen to Reverend David Wise as a co-host on a radio program. You didn't know I was going to say that, did you? I've been listening to you, boy, checking your doctrine. And uh, so they have a, a program. It's, uh, you had to go to CHB, Christian, uh, CHB, Christian Holiness Broad. What is it called? What's it stand for? Huh? Conservative Holiness Broadcasting. Yes, he's on the conservative, not just a Christian. Uh, but anyhow, that's on there with uh, Brother Simborski and, and uh, uh, 7 o'clock. If you tune in there, you can go online on your, on your phone or whatever. And uh, go to chb.com or org. I don't know. I, I, I go there, but I don't know where I go. So uh, anyhow, if you go there and they talk about pertinence. It's like the, uh, many years ago when I first started out in the pastorate, uh, many years ago, uh, there was a radio called Point of View Talk Show radio program. Anybody remember that? Marlon Maddox, some of those guys. Anybody? Wow. That's a miracle. That was a great, you missed it. He died. Uh, can't listen to it anymore. But uh, so now, yeah. Did you find it, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He's got, he knows how, Roy knows how to get there. <laughs> oh, God bless him. I love him. Oh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, CHB, Christian. <laughs> now, that's the station, because that's the song. But anyhow, Brother Wise doesn't sing on there, but they do have, uh, <laughs> they do have, uh, <laughs> yeah, they have, they have some good things. So I put that out to live stream listeners, too, uh, if you want to listen to that CHB. And uh, you can find that. Just Google CHB and you'll find it. And uh, I remember when that was started, uh, Christian Radio, and it's just grown, grown. There's a lot of good programs on there. Brother Jim Plank is on there, I think, on Sunday mornings. Uh, Brother Smith, that's coming for our revival. He's on there. He reads Scripture. And he's an excellent reader for uh, Scripture online. He also speaks on there and different ones. Uh, so, but if you, on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, what's the name of the program? It's going good. I've listened to it. On the YouTube? No, not on YouTube, but on no, radio. Some of the old yeah. ones, yeah, that we did on the Yeah, he they transferred it from the YouTube to that, so yeah. Oh, is it still on the Christian? I'm not advertising YouTube. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. <laughs> 
Anyhow, yeah, yeah, I'm just picking on him a little bit. But if you get time to listen to that, uh, you can do that. And uh, it's on, it's on the uh, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, right? Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. And listen there, Brother, Brother Weiss, he sounds like a good uh, radio host. He really does. Sounds neat. And uh, so, and it's been some good com, uh, content that I've got to catch uh, already. So uh, catch in, listen, listen in on that. And they didn't pay me anything. They're welcome to. But they didn't pay me anything for saying that. And uh, so... Uh, but it is nice to have something out there as an alternative, isn't it? Uh, music, and it's just nice to have something as an alternative. Because uh, to be honest with you, a lot of the radio stations, you, can turn, you have to turn them up a little bit, and then you've uh, you got to turn the next song down, and you know, it seems that way. And I like, this, I like their program because there's uh, a lot of good music uh, on there that you can listen to, and a lot of good programming. Now, I want you to turn in your Bibles tonight to Luke's... Uh, writing, Luke's writing, uh, chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, and I want to start reading verse number 15, Luke chapter 12, uh, verse number 15 down through verse number 21. Let's stand together. I took the beginning phrase and the ending phrase of this passage of Scripture for our title tonight. Take heed, be rich toward God. Take heed, be rich toward God. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. That is a powerful passage of Scripture from Jesus. Brother Eric, you ask a blessing on the message, please. Lord, we thank you for the privilege to be in your house tonight. We pray for your brother Spangler tonight as he delivers the word you laid upon his heart. I pray that you would just give him the help and strength that he needs. Lord, open our hearts and our ears to your truth. Lord, we want to draw closer to you. We need to draw closer to you. And I pray at this time that you would speak to us. We'll give you all the, the thanks and glory for all that you do. In thy name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I guess it was an unusual experience for me in a lot of ways, and uh, it's not something that you get accustomed to, not something that you, uh, certainly nothing that you would look forward to, that's for sure. But I thought different times of the many, many trips that I made this last year out to Dad's place to help my siblings go through uh, Dad's place. He had a small little garage, a little shop there, and uh, just a small home that they, that, uh, they bought, my parents bought when I was just... Uh, months old, and they lived there uh, all those years, 57 years, um, that they lived uh, in that house. And you accumulate things when you live somewhere 
for that long. You accumulate things when you live somewhere for 57 days. But, you know, the way we are. But, um, you know, we, we just would go, th- uh, we went through things, you know, after D- dad had kind of started going through things uh, before, he, before he passed. Um, but um, we went through different things. And, you know, you ki- it kind of brings back some memories. You get in mom's old cedar chest, which really hadn't been touched since mom passed away. But we got into mom's old cedar chest and went through there, you know, and sorted uh, through different things. And, and uh, dad had some things tucked away here and, and uh, there. And, and uh, I thought I, I could remember different things in my childhood. Uh, my dad used to trap quite a bit. Um, we would have uh, a patio out back of our place there in town that would be at least half the size of this platform. And, uh, and I remember as a boy, dad would have that just lined with coon and fox and, and uh, all across there. And uh, back then, uh, we, had a, we had a coon hound by the name of Hitchhiker. And his name was Hitchhiker because uh, one day they were out coon hunting and this dog came along and uh, wanted to go home with them. And so they took it home. My dad fed it and took care of it. Had no collar on it. They tried to find the owner, couldn't find the owner. It was a very valuable dog and a great hunter. But old Hitchhiker and uh, the coon hound. And uh, uh, Hitchhiker would often buy our Christmas for us. Wasn't that nice? Because back in the day, you could sell and sell uh, hides and, and get, quite a bit of, uh, get quite a bit of money. And uh, often would pay bills and uh, things like that. And, uh, but I was remembering as I was down in the basement, we were going through the basement, my, uh, my oldest brother, my twin brother and I, yeah, I looked over on the wall and there hung dad, some of dad's old traps uh, that he had. I thought about this tonight. Dallas was showing me of a picture of a dog that got caught in a trap. But I thought about that just tonight again, thinking about those old traps uh, that were hanging there. I thought about, uh, you know, dad's old fishing pools. And uh, some of them were antiques. And look at them old fishing poles that he had, you know, and, and uh, different things that we would uh, go through. And thought about mom's, mom's cabinet that she had, her hutch. And uh, she had several types of glassware that she liked to collect. And uh, she would buy it different places, or us kids would find it different places. Old, it was very old. We'd put it in this uh, hutch uh, that, that she had. And, uh, and then uh, mom's gone now for many years, and dad's gone. And so uh, I thought, you know, dad didn't take any of that with him when he left this world. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a collection. If you have a collection, if you like things, you know, that you like to have sitting around. I have things sitting around my study that someday my kids will say, why did dad keep this? <laughs> well, I don't know, kids, but you leave it alone now because it's still mine. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with having things like that. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, in the end, we don't take any of it with us, do we? And so uh, thinking about that and uh, thinking about uh, what really matters in life and and thinking about this passage of Scripture. If God bestows a blessing on your life, or as God, because he does, bestow a blessing in your life, don't, don't get attached to the blessing more than the blesser. You've heard me say that here recently. 
God does do good things for his people. And he gives us, he gives us gifts and good things. God bestows upon us. But don't get attached to some of those things that, uh, you know, come our way. It's very easy. I was thinking about a situation of a fellow that I knew uh, who actually was a, a, a preacher and uh, raising his family uh, in the church. And uh, he was a very dear friend of mine, still is a very dear friend of mine. But I thought about, you know, when uh, he, he got involved in, in, uh, in making money. And there's nothing wrong with making money. Make money, uh, make all you can, save all you can, give all you can, but don't ever let it control you. And I thought about his situation, you know, and it wasn't long until uh, things began to grow and grow and blossom and blossom. And honestly, he gave God the glory for the growth. He really did, at first, that is. I thought about his life as it began to go down this pathway until, you know what, folks, the fact of the matter is this. The more you get around you, the more it draws your attention. The more, the more things that you have around you, the more wealth you accumulate, uh, the more time it takes out of your daily schedule. And this is very sad to me, and it doesn't happen all the time. I don't even know if it happens the majority of the time, but I do know that it happens, and that is this. Oftentimes, when people start down that road and things start to accumulate around them, it isn't long until they start trimming out things in their life because they get so busy with whatever it is they're busy with, and they start trimming out other things in their life. And oftentimes, the first thing to get trimmed out His church. Now that's very heavy to me. That's a heavy subject to me because I've I've had this in my in my past pastorates where people have come to me and said, Brother Spangler, I am sorry, you are right. That has got a hold of me, and that would rob me until it would become easy to miss a Wednesday night prayer meeting and easy to miss a couple nights of revival because the job. Legitimate job, good jobs. But I would just encourage you, focus on serving God with all of your heart in every area of your life. And then as God grants good things to you, don't become attached to those good things. Because he's dealing with the truth here, and this is one of the few parables that needs little explanation. It's very to the point. As one writer said, it's almost startling in its clarity uh, and supreme in the light that it throws upon our lives. It, it can be read at face value, and readily it overflows with substance. I mean, when you read this little passage that we read tonight, you know what Jesus is saying. You don't have to pause to get alone with him somewhere and say, Lord, what did you mean by that? It's quite clear. And in fact, um, Jesus does use a few words to explain it in case somebody is not gathering what he's saying. The last little phrase that we read, he says, so is he that layeth up treasure for himself 
and is not rich toward God. This, this was his admonition, this was his warning uh, that Jesus already put forth. He's just, he's, he's kind of bringing it back out. Don't you ever criticize a, an evangelist for preaching the same sermon everywhere he goes. Because sometimes God needs him to preach that same sermon everywhere he goes. Some of you remember H.E. Darnell. He just had a set amount of sermons, and he preached those sermons everywhere. But God used him over and over, and a host of others. And Jesus often dealt with the truth in one manner, and then later dealt with the same truth in another manner. And that's what took place here. Uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust, rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But... Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. He said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Except here in this passage that we read from Luke's writings, here um, we have it with the end result of what happens to the perpetrator. What happens to the individual? Namely, the requirement, the loss, the sacrifice, was his soul. That's pretty serious. Jesus is saying that. that he's saying, take heed. Don't do this. Beware. Don't get caught in this trap. He gives us a little quick short story, and then he says in the end what he lost was his soul. And that's, that's something that's uh, worth consideration. This is probably a question with a, with a huge, uh, with huge multifaceted answers. Uh, it probably needs to be asked more than it is today. But remember the question, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm sure the sum of that word what has been answered a thousand times, a thousand times over and over again with something. If we could take that out and leave a blank there, we would fill that in with a host of things that people have sought after, went after, instead of the most important thing. Perhaps one of the great curses of living in America, and I love America, but perhaps one of the great curses of living in America is that we fail to seek God for our needs because we often get too busy fulfilling our wants. And we get so much around us. When I was a boy, they used to preach about the danger of keeping up with the Joneses. Did anybody else hear things like that when you were young? Brother Adrian did, Sister Stefano did. Keeping up with the Joneses. Well, we don't have any Joneses here uh, that I'm aware of. But uh, they used to tell us that. Don't, don't keep up with the Joneses. That phrase came from a 1913 comic strip, by the way. That didn't come out of the Bible, okay? That's not a, that's not a chapter verse for that. That came out of a comic strip about keeping up with the, with the Joneses. And it was a reflection on the trap of using your surrounding peers 
as benchmarkers for your social status. It was like comparing yourself among your, uh, your neighbors. You know, maybe they get a, I don't know, they get a new roof, so you need a new roof. Or they get a new car, so you need a new uh, car. And that's what it was wrong. Our pastor told us, Brother Johnson told us that, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones have received a huge inheritance and they have no debt, so don't waste your money trying to keep up with them because you can't do it. We don't have any Jones. We didn't have any Jones in our church, but he was just saying, listen, you can't do it. You just, you just can't do it. But seriously, can you see the trap that Jesus was warning against? That if one is not careful, they can become too attached to the things of this world and lose their grip on the thing that matters for eternity. Now, some people don't care for uh, Philip Doddridge and and uh, some of his writings. And I'm not, when, I, when I quote somebody, that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that I agree with them on everything, folks. Relax. I might quote you sometime, but that certainly doesn't mean you and I see eye to eye on everything, I'm sure. And you might quote me uh, sometime. But uh, Doddridge, uh, he, he said something. By the way, John Wesley actually used him a few times. He found several valuable things from him. He quoted from him. But, but he said this, and I think it's very important. He said, concerning the scripture, Jesus said to his disciples and to them that were present, see to it that with utmost care and resolution you be upon your guard against all kinds and degrees of covetousness for though it be common, in other words, if it's practice around you, it is very unreasonable vice. Since it is evident that the comfort and happiness of a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions, nor can the continuance of his life, even for the shortest period of time, be secured by that abundance. And it's so important for us to remember that. The blessings that God brings across our pathway, they're wonderful. We're thankful for them. But well, we understand. And listen, I'm not preaching to the sinner out on the street. I'm preaching to a tactic that is often used right amongst the church house. That we get our mind and our heart attached to the things of this world from, from the pew. Adam Clark said, beware of all inordinate desires. For inordinate desires is the desire to have more and more. Even as a person possesses whatever he may, Adam Clark said, even as he has whatever, doesn't make any difference, however much, even as they have all that they could possibly have, they still have that desire to possess more and more. He said, such a disposition of mind is never satisfied. For as soon as one object is gained, the heart goeth after another. I'm just going to say amen. That's the way it works. That's just the way it works. As soon as one is gained, when you have that kind of disposition, it's not too long until you're just looking for the next thing. Jesus, Jesus used very harsh words to describe this character, this man that we read about. He called him a fool. 
That's very harsh in the, that day, in our day. Meaning, what he was meaning is without reason. Want of mental sanctity, this individual. Uh, lack of common sense perception of the reality of things both natural and divine. He wasn't understanding, he wasn't able to process the difference between things that are natural, earthly, and things that are divine, heavenly. And Jesus called him a fool. Now, he does not say that the man was a morally bad man. He doesn't say that he was an out-and-out wicked sinner. Uh, nor does he infer that he received his increases from some kind of a, of a in, in some kind of a bad way and some uh, from, from ill gain or some fraudulent practices. Uh, in fact, it appears that the man was actually a very hard worker and quite diligent at his occupation. We know in this particular case, his occupation was a farmer. It could be any occupation. But he was evidently blind to the fact that you cannot live by bread alone. In fact, Lockyer said that his great folly was that he was ignorant of the divine hand supplying the multiplied prosperity. He was ignorant of the fact that God was the one that was blessing him. And he also said there was no uh, grateful recognition of God as the giver of the rain and the fruitful seasons or any grateful return to him who had blessed him with this great flow, this great influx. The psalmist said, they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches... Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever. And their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beasts that perish. And their way is their folly. In other words, they amass all this, put all this around them, and they forget that they're not taking any of it with them. They're not taking any of it with them. It's interesting that Jesus called this farmer a rich man. For actually, he, he, he really, in reality, he, he really had nothing of lasting value. Uh, just like the Laodicean church, he was rich, increased with goods, having need of nothing, but he didn't realize that he was wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Dear hearts, you can never find peace, contentment, and satisfaction in the junk, however valuable and shiny it is, that this world produces. You can't find it there. You can't find it there. And there's a danger, as Jesus himself clearly warns, in setting your heart upon the blessings rather than the blesser. In Chronicles 29, throughout that chapter, it shares some, uh, some perspective on this matter. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is thine. Both riches and honor come from thee. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name for all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. For we are strangers before thee, sojourners, as were our fathers. Our days on the earth 
are as a shadow, and there is none abiding. O Lord our God, all this store that we have prepared to build thee an house for thine holy name cometh of thine hand and is all thine own. You know, everything that we have is really his. Really. He gives it to us for a season. We don't take any of it with us. He gives it to us for a season. I don't know who said this. I think I, I, I can almost come up with his name. He was a Southern Baptist preacher, and he was a good one. He said he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and every once in a while he serves me up a nice steak. And I like that because that's the God I serve. He owns it all, and every once in a while he, he does something nice for us. I think it'd do us well to keep in mind that the hand that feeds us is his hand. The one that gives us our breath for today and our hope for tomorrow, it's him. Don't ever become so attached to the things of this old world that they become the governing factor in your life. Better it is for a man to own nothing and inherit everything than to own everything and end up with nothing at all. The man Jesus felt the need to tell us about lost all of his gathering and lost his only soul. And Jesus said of those listening, in essence, take heed and be rich toward God. In closing, I'll tell you the secret to controlling your wants. I want to tell you the secret for every one of us to controlling our wants. Just give more. Just give more. More of yourself to Jesus. And as you give more of yourself to Jesus, you'll find out you have a control over your wants. And I thought tonight as we close, I'd like to sing that little chorus as we stand together. I want more of Jesus. Well, I think we can do it without the piano. Join in with me. <clears throat> I want more of Jesus. you give to us. Thank you for the blessings of your Son and your Spirit and your Word. Thank you for your guiding presence. Thank you for your helping hand. Thank you for your comforting words. Lord, all the blessings that you bestow on us, the good things, things, dear Lord, we hardly deserve, and yet you just bestow upon us over and over again. We're grateful to you, but we're indebted to you. We recognize tonight that all things given there are yours. They're not ours. 
And Lord, you give us time and we hold those things, dear Lord, in carefulness and good stewardship. But Lord, we recognize that there's one thing that we need to hold on to more than anything else in this world. And that's a right relationship with you. And that is the only thing that we can take with us when we leave this world. If we have that peace and that contentment and that holy heart, and we just pray, God, that you would help us as a church when all of the stuff of the world is pressing in about us and so much bids for our time and it, and it robs us of our love toward you and it takes us, dear Lord, from our worship and it busies our lives and it schedules every hour full. We just pray, God, you'd help us to be able to sift and sort through it and help us, Lord, always to keep you first in all we do and never to let our relationship with you suffer because of our relationship to the things that you give us in this life. And we pray, Lord, that you'd be with us tonight, our church, our families. Be with those, dear Lord, that have been afflicted and sick. We pray, dear Lord, that you'd touch them in their bodies. And we're asking, Lord, in a special way that you'd help us this week at Penview Revival. And touch, dear Lord, Brother Davis as he comes to preach and each one that's involved. And we just pray, Lord, that you'd draw us all closer to you. For all that's done, we'll give you honor and glory and praise, and we will gladly say, it's all because of Jesus, for Jesus did it all. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.